This is the Woman of Revelation series with a friend of Medjugorje. The world's going away as we know it. Life as we've known it is going away. I'm prophetically telling you this. This is going to happen. Make all your decisions according to that. This is not going to continue the path that's going. Why? Because it's godless and we have somebody who is filled with God bringing the word. That was a friend of Medjugorje from June 2009. Very similar to what we heard in last night's broadcast. Only what you just heard was months before what you even heard him say last night. This is the Woman of Revelation series on Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Why do we keep sharing these pieces with you? Are we doing this just to scare you? We're sharing them with you to provide an impulse to begin to think about what you need to do to change your life. Tonight's broadcast comes to us from June the 2nd, 2009, and it was titled, He Was Left Bleeding at the Intersection. This broadcast was actually one day after Medj version 2 was released, so Medj.com version 2. The site had been shut down for about three or four months at this point, and it was opened up on June the 1st, 2009, and this was the first message afterwards, and it was also the first broadcast after Medj version 2. And you'll hear a friend of Medjugorje talk a little bit about that in the broadcast tonight. So here is a friend of Medjugorje, June the 2nd, 2009. Well, of course, today is the second of the month, and it's always an exciting day because it lasts so long. On the 25th of the month, when Maria gives her message, we often have it, and by the time we get it, it's the most of the day has gone by, but this starts off so early in the morning when Marianne receives her messages. I think it was 845 and so we have the whole day to get ready. And, of course, our day started different times depending on when we get it. Our day started, I think it was 3.15 this morning. But it's good because we're able to write more about it, put more emphasis in that day. And, and quite a bit of traffic comes to our site for this. You know, you always have critics that would always say, well, you can't do this or you're making something that shouldn't be done or making something in a way that you're making a big deal. We had people actually saying to us when we raised the money to do this, and start a budget so we can fund it, that you can get a website for free. You can pay $10 for this. Well, why are you trying to raise all this money? And, you know, it's just a forest. One guy who wrote a short note in saying that he was pretty impressed with what happened as far as being achieved this. And we know it's by the grace of Our Lady. This is from Joe, and he doesn't tell us where he's from, but he just said, you all did an amazing amount of work on this site. I work for large companies who routinely go through this process, and it takes them 18 to 24 months to do the work you did in three. You truly have the Blessed Mother's blessing on this project. I can't wait to share this with friends. Well, you know, we looked at this for a long time, and this has been planned for a long, long time. We had people when the web first came online, what was it, 95? They actually came here and said, you need to get on this. And we don't jump on things until we understand them and how they can be used. And so we lost a lot of ground. But we know God's bigger than losing ground, and he can make up big steps much faster than we can. So I wasn't concerned about that. And we had people coming by, even some of the board directors said, you need to do this, and you need to get on. The... And I, we never approached this with something because uh, so many people in the movement actually were getting on it and, and promoting magic, and that was well and good. We need everybody to promote it according to Christmas, but it was something that we wanted to do or, or I felt God had shown us. 
So we continued in building our base and building infrastructure. And infrastructure is not always good because with infrastructure can come bureaucracy. So we wanted to build infrastructure without bureaucracy. We've got a lean, strong, powerful machine here to promote the messages from presses to output to a mother house that's 35,000 square feet. And I don't want to say these things to toot our horn. I want to, I want to say this to understand the capabilities because the objectives we had is to spread the message. So looking at this logically, there was just too much growth factors. We had in other areas of our mission that needed to be dealt with to form our base in Medjugorje, become much stronger there, form our base here, become much stronger here. We're essentially our communication outfit. In that sense, we're a community that leaves the messages first, and we just simply transmit that to paper. I mean, what you read today, what I wrote about Mariana, we'll get into in a few minutes, is really about some stories, several stories of just this week. You know, the mom in the back of the church. A letter been wrote to us about a mother who died. These these stories are part of our life. We I write about what our life is about. So what is the objective? To answer this real clearly, our objective is to get as much about Medjugorje on this site in, in a readable, digestible way. So the objective is to get this on because... We don't know what's going to happen in the future, but very likely, very likely, the web may not be part of the future. That could be after the third secret's released. Just to economic reasons, you know, how, how could servers be up and people will be busy just trying to take care of their personal needs? And, and that's a whole other subject, but the objective is to have the material out there, download the whole site. And we'll get into that months from now and say, this site to download, we, we won't deposit it in Africa, deposit it in Australia. Deposit in the skyscraper in New York. To have deposits of the messages, the way the life is lived, how you live this, what you do to incorporate this, what we did to incorporate in our life, and how Ali showed us, and she's walked with us. I remember being with Ivanka, and I remember telling Our Lady at the apparition, I think that was 1987, June 25th, our annual apparition, and I remember saying to myself, I said, Mary, I want to make a commitment to you that whatever my eyes see, I want to make sure 100,000 eyes see the same thing. And I put things out where we were persecuted for. But Our Lady said it. It happened. And we were told, oh, don't do this. The bishop might condemn. That's not my concern. If Our Lady does it, then we put it out. And so we, from the beginning, have been a window to put you beside us kneeling down in apparition of what happens. So you learn Our Lady's character, her personality, because she does have a certain personality. We got a picture on our refrigerator of Mary hanging clothes on an ancient clothesline, and Jesus sitting with that clothes on in the dirt. It's a cute picture. You've seen it before. It's a famous painting of Jesus and Our Lady. The wind's blowing. She's out privately by herself, so her veil's not on. Her hair's, you know, real long. And I asked Maria, I said, don't you think that sometimes in Mary's life that she she did these kinds of things? And she says, no. I says, how do you know that? She says, I know Mary would not do this. But she has a, a way of knowing. And Maria once told me that Our Lady told her about her personal life to help her in her life. I said, really? She says, yeah. I said, tell me. She says, I can't. But she does tell me. And how she tells me is how she works in the kitchen, how she deals with people, how I know she's dead tired, exhausted, sick, have a headache, and open the door and greet people just like you're the king. And so, you know, by seeing Maria, by being around her personality— we become the same thing. 
Mary permeates and transcends basically into our being. This is in the Bible. And it's talking about wisdom, and she is is talking about her, obviously. But this is what happens to Maria. If you follow somebody that you respect, you imitate what you like and the virtues they have. People do the same thing with rock stars. They imitate them and they look stupid like they do and all this kind of stuff. But if your interests are toward you know, Our Lady loving her, you're going to imitate those things. That's what her message is, is her fingerprint. It's who she is. It's her face. The messages are the face of Mary. And so that being the case, Maria has become that. I'm watching Maria, she's become that. The community's getting that information from me, and the community's become that. And so we've had people here before say, well, you all act the same. Well, Jesus himself says, be able to mind one thought. Make my joy complete. So that's scriptural. And that's what Christians used to be. When the historians used to say, look how they love one another. You know, this whole being of, of Christian is a sameness. Not losing your individuality. There's people here in the community. We know their whole personality and their individualism, but we walk the same path. We have the same belief. It's just like a priest told me he was on the shore of, in Beirut or Lake or something. I don't know. And he said he saw a Catholic church master and walked in there and he said, struck them incredibly in this ancient civilization that the mass is the same thing back here in the United States. And so we got this thread that goes, this continuity that our lady's putting out to the messages that goes to the visionaries, and they transmit that to us so we become what they are. And in some ways, we even witness to the visionaries. There's things that Maria has imitated from us that we got from the messages. But it's all from Our Lady. And so this is real important and critical that we realize the gift that we've been given and the objective is to get this deposited across the face of the earth so that if there's a breakdown and we become local instead of global— which is very likely to happen, and I personally believe it's going to happen. What we see is our ladies giving these messages sprinkled out to the whole world because it's going to come back in some ways to localization instead of globalization. Now, of course, Antichrist is going to root through globalization, but we see very strongly that our ladies says you got a century of peace coming, and perhaps that's what that means before that. And so to learn the messages and get them spread out as far as possible— but without any further ado, let's go ahead and read today's message from Mariana. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's June 2nd, 2009 message to Mariana on the Day for Nonbelievers. Dear children, my love seeks your complete and unconditional love, which will not leave you the same as you are. Instead, it will change you and teach you to trust in my Son. My children, with my love, I am saving you and making you true witnesses of the goodness of my Son. Therefore, my children, do not be afraid to witness love in the name of my Son. Thank you. We have a beautiful message from Our Lady, but you know, Our Lady did something else besides the message, and it was about really the the cross. At the end of the apparition, she saw the cross. And it's very important reading the comments and explaining some of this because Our Lady's not only given us words, she's given us actions. She's done different things in the apparitions without words. She named Maria's chapels without words. Maria said, I dedicate this chapel, would you give it a name? Our Lady never even opened her lips. Instead, she signified two with her two fingers, tilted her head a little bit, smiled, 
circled her heart in the shape of a heart. And Maria immediately was infused with, with the understanding of the chapel of two hearts. And that today is his name. How many chapels? And what will people think a hundred years from now going there to consecrate themselves to the sacred and the immaculate heart? How many will do that? I guarantee the line will be out to the streets and her driveway is probably a thousand feet to get to her house and down the road. Where else in the world would you want to consecrate yourself to the two hearts in that chapel? But she never even opened her mouth to do that. And so today she gave at the end of the apparition an image of the cross, the cross section, just like an intersection. The sacred heart appeared or Jesus' heart crowned with thorns. And if you look on the site, you'll see the pictures and you'll see probably when we think she may have saw it because her expression is incredible. You know something dramatic has taken place. So Our Lady speaks to us even bigger than the words she said today through this. And what does that mean? I went into detail about that. I won't go into it on the program because it's there available. And encourage people to go on the site, find it, and, and do that. The thing that we have put in there and what I wrote about it was our faith in technology. It's become God. You know, this stuff that we completely consume, just trying to fix it. And even the web, it's just a constant thing of getting this up. Is it valuable to you? You bet it is. It's not in question. But at the same time, people go the wrong way with it. We're able to do it and manage it here with our spiritual life and follow the way we're supposed to follow. But things are not as important as we think they are. And we've lost some of the simple things, you know, just the love for the cross. And so Our Lady spoke to us today about this and the cross in the heart of Jesus. I don't have faith in technology Even though we created it All this stuff just breaks down anyway And you can never get it fixed But I do have faith in you I don't have faith in politics But I do believe in the will of the people I don't know much about big time religion But I believe in the cross on the steeple And I do have faith in you And after all this time The lie becomes a truth We've traded in our innocence And sacrificed our youth But you give me your love The one thing I can't lose You believe in me I still have faith in search for my significance seems the more I disappear and I wonder have I made a difference in anybody's life since I've been here 
I can hear your laughter It's the sweetest sound I've ever known I don't know how love happens But I know I'm not alone And I do have faith in you And after all this time Sometimes I see the truth And I'm touched by your innocence And now I'm not confused But you give me your love One thing I can't lose You believe in me And I still have faith I do have And so it is. We live in a society that the lie becomes the truth. This is the time we're in. Our Lady tells us today unconditionally, which will not leave you the same as you are, speaking of if you seek God's love. And so we have that, and yet the world doesn't accept it. It rejects it. In fact, in John, it talks about her words or Jesus' words, but it's the same, that you won't be excused. Jesus says, if I had not come to them and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. Now, however, their sin cannot be excused. To hate me is to hate the Father. Had I not performed such works among them, as no one has ever done before, they would not be guilty of sin. As it is, they have seen and they go on hating me and my Father. And we can go on further with this and say, The same thing for Our Lady. She just told us last month, you reject me. You're rejecting me. And so if they rejected Jesus and his word, and now they reject Mary and her word, will they be excused for the sin? So this ultimate thing that happens right now is in a sense the ultimate last cry of heaven to repent. The last instructions of private revelations to help us understand public revelations, give us insights, because even Cardinal Ratzinger at the time said that we can't be locked down to the sterile repetition of the scriptures without private revelation, which most theologians condemn Medjugorje in that sense, or we don't need private revelations. Well, if we don't need it, then why is God sending it to us? Through a holy nun in a convent 400 years ago, our revelation of Maria Vitorta, the poem man God, you know, God's got nothing big. Well, I just think I'm going to give this to somebody. It has purpose. In fact, in Mass, we use the private revelation of the sacred heart. We've incorporated that in church. So, scriptures, holy scriptures, public revelations become sterile. Cardinal Ratzinger said himself, in the release of the third secret, he put out this statement. If we don't have private revelations to give us greater insights into it. And this is a very important element of Medjugorje. A critical point to understand with Medjugorje that these private relations are to renew the face of the earth. How? Does it do away with the scriptures? No. It echoes the scriptures, brings new life to them where we've let it die in us. It revives us. There's like a weathered leaf which comes back 
during drought because just before it dies and it's rejuvenated from the rains and the fresh dew that falls upon it. We as men need this and we must be changed. So our faith in technology has become our God. We have lost our way. We don't understand what it means to follow God because so much has become our God. So many people have been raised in the church, the candles, the incense, smelt. I remember the church I used to go to, and incense, I always go back as a child remembering that. And where are people now getting the grace that have left the church, walked away from the church, who don't grasp the need to be in church because the competition of technology. As I wrote today, and again, I won't go into it, about what is your God? What has taken so many people out of the church? And indeed, there is a lot. And so many people go away from church. Have you gone away? Will you go away? This is important to reflect on. And Our Lady's coming right now to put us in different positions of loneliness to make us reflect on where is my home? Where do I need to come back to? What did I leave as a child if I was in the church? How many of your loved ones have been that? And this message today is just about that also. My children, with my love, I'm saving you and making you true witnesses for the goodness of the Son. Your life is to draw people back into the church that's left it because a lot of people out there were churchgoers, whether it be the 50s, the 60s, even the 70s, even the 80s, and even the youth of the 90s now who are leaving the church. But that's home. That's, that's God's house. Our Lady once says it's God's palace. And we need to be witnesses that bring people back to this and long for it to be with the Father in His palace. For family and friends 
have to ask ourselves, why is Our Lady coming? When she was here in 1988, she gave a message. She says, pray for my intentions that I may be glorified through you. 
A priest objected to that and said he had a problem with that. I said, I don't. He said, well, Our Lady would never ask to be glorified. Well, she would if God sent her to be glorified. We have to understand the context of what's happening in these apparitions. And the context of that is in an age and a time the world has never known the detriment it faces. She came saying the crisis of faith. And she's come to make our faith stronger. She's come to save us. And so we have to realize that Mary right now is entrusted with the world. She's entrusted to come give her words, which is an echo of the word. The word is her son. It's the gospel of Mary I've written about. Some people object to that. They don't understand Medjugorje. Even people in the movement, they don't grasp this. They say it's an exaggeration. 28 years of apparition, every day, monthly messages. Now the second of the month messages, it's an exaggeration. We underestimate the detriment that the world faces at this moment. The only way to measure that is by the intervention of heaven, what it's doing. But also, the hope that we have, because she says, I'm coming, because she wants her immaculate heart to triumph. Because she wants it? That's not humble. Because God wants it. So what God wants, she wants. What God wants, Jesus wants. And so she's in union with that. And she will be glorified through this. This is part of that role that she plays. She's being entrusted to the world. It's Revelation chapter 12. She's doing battle with the dragon. And Jesus' words, and John says, and these are now Mary's words, because as he was sent to the word, she was sent to echo the word. As she came to give birth to the word, she comes now to give birth to renewal of the word. So Jesus says this, and you can just replace Jesus with Our Lady. This is her speaking. And this is what she told us in 1988 from the bedroom. If you pray for my intentions, I'll be glorified through you. And exactly, the fourth glorious mystery and the fifth glorious mystery does that. You know, she's assumed in heaven as a coronation. God's glorified Our Lady. It's not a, no problem for somebody simple-minded who's not smart, like us. But for these intelligent theologians, it's a problem. So, this scripture would be the same. I've given you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. Do you now, Father, give me glory at your side? I've made your name known to those you gave me out of the world. These men you gave me were yours. They have kept your word. Now they realize that all that you gave me comes from you. I entrusted to them the message you entrusted to me. They have known that in truth I come from you. They may have believed it was you who sent me. Mary's not coming from our own accord. God's on the other side of heaven. Hey, this window's open. I'm going to slip down there for a little bit. God sends her. She says, God conveys the message. I'm giving you a message God conveys for me to give to you. And so our lady's coming because she's going to take a a position among the hearts of men that she's never had before because this is her age. This is her time. You know, are we to look at this event it's just Fatima, and it's going to happen, and we just carry on life. We're looking for a catastrophic change of life. Do you get that? Do you understand that? Have you thoughtfully reflected on it? 
A non-believer knows something's happening. Everybody knows something's up, and they don't know what. And again, I've said it before. It amazes me. That, well, we're waiting. It'll get better six months from now. The life as we know it will not continue because it's a godless life. And in the end, while it may go 30 years or even 70 years, as communism did, it eventually ends. Where this godlessness is destroyed. It's a total impossibility that the Holy Virgin Mother, Queen of Peace, is coming to the earth without her seceding and crushing the serpent's head and his inroads in the corporate world, in the business, in the presidential world, in the politics, the powers that be, the, the taking of property, all these factors, inalienable rights, everything. There's impossibility for these things to continue with her presence in the world. And we're seeing this destruction. It's good. All these things falling apart is good. It's going to lead to something better. Now, if you're immersed in it, you've invested in it, you've got everything in it, it hurts. But so is the sentence from the doctor when you have cancer. You don't want to hear that in your heart. But what it does for your soul is very, very good. Our lady speaks, or rather seeks, our complete unconditional love. And through that she says, it will change us. That was the message today. In our trials, whatever's happening, whatever we're losing, whatever's coming down apart, uh, we sometimes don't want to accept them with the kind of love, and we don't realize that we're being changed by them. All this has changes. It's changes the way we think. It's changed what we do. But one day we will. And one day we'll be glad for this. We're going to see this. Because one day everything's going to fall apart. It's going to change. We're going to live better. We're going to live holier. We're going to be a stronger people. We'll grow stronger through them. Through trials, through heartache, every heartache leads to a strengthening. The world's going away as we know it. Life as we've known it is going away. I'm prophetically telling you this. This is going to happen. Make all your decisions according to that. This is not going to continue the path that's going. Why? Because it's godless and we have somebody who is filled with God bringing the word. The true witness of the goodness of her son, as she said in her message today. So one day, one day you're going to see this, and you're going to realize, I wish I'd made my decisions earlier to change and come in more harmony with this plan of God. Feel like you're falling backwards Like you're slipping through the cracks Like no one would even notice If you left this town And never came back You walk outside and all you see you look inside and all you feel is pain And you can't see it now But down the road the sun is shining In every cloud there's a silver lining Just keep holding, just keep holding on Every heartache makes you stronger But it won't be much longer you'll find love, you'll find peace, and the youth you're meant to be. I know right now that's not the 
today our lady gave mariana this vision you know what is that all about really why now and what do you think is the the purpose of why mariana was shown that and now on the site we have a, a picture of mariana and of course we can't know what happened in the apparition at what time but this, the picture is kind of striking and i i was thinking that when we think of the Sacred Heart of Jesus with the thorns around it, we're used to seeing it in a statue or on a holy card, and and it's something one-dimensional. But this expression of Mariana's face, if that was what she was looking at at that moment, is something that you can imagine it was a real heart, a real heart wrapped with real thorns, not something pretty. I think it's very significant of course, we went in our graphic design department and came up with an image you can find on the site that we drew, of course, nothing what Mariana saw, but it still gives a contemplation point that you can help visualize this and think about this. The thing that struck me as soon as I heard it about when we got the message at 3.15 this morning was the cross-section where vertically and horizontally they met. 
put the heart over that. But take the heart off of that. What do we have when we have a, a vertical and horizontal line coming together? We have an intersection. Something crosses. And what happens when you run a red light? You have a crash. We have a clashing right now with the world. We have a clashing right now of God's way and man's way, the world's way, the spiritual way. And this crash, somebody's going to be injured. There's a lot of injuries. We've heard it for the whole Medjugorje movement. Nobody comes to this movement without suffering, without being injured. But the biggest injury is to Jesus himself. And that's why it's his heart that's on that cross, Mariana Saturday. And it's his thorns that we're to reflect to and see the price he paid for us. Because we have, as I said today in the writing, we've recklessly, maliciously in many cases, driven a life to what it is today in the culture. And there's a crash taking place at this intersection. And that intersection forms a cross. And who's injured is Jesus himself. And we get to walk away. We get to walk away. It's that simple. It's that beautiful. And so Our Lady says today that she's come to protect us. They went out of the world. In John 17, chapter 17, we read this as Our Lady's words right now. Though it's Jesus' words. And she says, Now have I come to you. I say all this while I'm still in the world, that they may share my joy completely. I gave them your word. Talking about her followers. We, who she's called to be apostles in the time of grace. I gave them your word, and the world has hated them for it. We suffered because we're on, this, we're on the intersection coming from this way now because we were on the other road. We get hit, we get turned around the other way. We're going horizontally, horizontally to hit vertically the world. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to guard them from the evil one. They are not of the world any more than I belong to the world. Consecrate them by means of truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. I consecrate myself for their sake now, that they may be consecrated in truth. This is her message This is what she's come to tell us, to consecrate ourselves, to be witnesses today. I'm saving you. In the scriptures, it says to protect you from the evil one. But she says today, I'm saving you and making you true witnesses of the goodness of my son. She, in the scripture, says, go out, be in the world, and spread this truth. Stand on the truth. And when you do, you're going to crash. You're going to be in this image. You're going to be going one direction, society's coming another. And it's going to be injured. But we're called to be fishers of men. Our Lady says, for you to be true witnesses, the scripture says, consecrate yourself to be true. Our Lady leads us. She said today, you true witnesses of the goodness of my son, you are to be this. She says, and goes forward, she says, therefore, my children, do not be afraid to witness love in the name of my son. You're to be fishers of men. You're to run, walk, and fight to get this way, this truth, Our Lady's way, to the people and be witnesses. It's running and walking and fighting and turning the other cheek. It's giving, receiving, it's hoping, being bold and being meek. It's laying down your nets, it's laying down your life. To take up the cross 
and follow the fisher of men. Follow the fisher of men. It's winning and losing and trying. It's considering the cost, remembering, forgetting. It's counting your gains as but a loss. It's laying down your nets. It's laying down your life to take up the crowns and follow the fisher of men. I'm begging you, get your fishnets, go fish for men. Don't lay it down, as this symbolically said, but get every power, every way, every means you know. Spread this program, just this radio program, for everybody you know. Make Download it, make copies of, these, of this. Call your friends, do your email list, however, but spread the word and say you've got to listen to this. It's an introduction. Do whatever you have to do. Do you realize the opportunity we have right now? I beg you, don't let this pass. You will regret it. She said that. You will lament for the message. We're tired. We're worn out. But we're rejuvenated in our prayer. We're in the field at 5 a.m. We're tired going out there because we worked half the night. All night. But we know we've got a limited amount of time. 
The gold mine shaft is open. Those gold nuggets laying on the ground are souls that can be brought to God. And we've got a limited amount of time to get all we can. Do you stop and rest and say, well, it's hot and sweaty down there. I want to go take a dip in the lake right now. If you work and you work while that shaft is open and it closes in 24 hours, you're going to get every nugget out of there you can. And we want to bring these diamonds, if you want to say it that way, or golden nuggets, to Our Lady. Spread this. Do whatever. We just were of the thought that this image that Mariana saw today, we could put it on a holy card. We'll put the message on it. So we leave you tonight with a serious invitation to understand who's inviting us. It's not me. I have no power to do that. It's not the community. It's not Kirtas. It's not Medjugorje. It's the mother of God. So tonight as we leave you, go on your knees before you go to bed and ask Our Lady to come into your heart and incite you to be fishers of men. You can win them over by your witness. Good night. We love you. We wish you Our Lady.